Blog Talk Radio. I'm sorry, what were you saying? You were watching before the British lady interrupted me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was busy catching up on the expanse during the game. No, oh, nice. excuse me, I, I was busy not catching up on the expanse because I was watching the game. <laughs> yeah, I, we just finished the second season of that. Last. Oh, hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I got Doghouse on the line after a no sweat, knew he had it, never worried for a second save by Sean Kelly. Wraps up a 3-2 win over the Atlanta Braves and that sweet three straight in Atlanta. I believe that was their fourth straight win overall. Let me just take a look at the standings here. That's correct. Four straight, 10-5 and five on the year. Uh, we'll start with that ninth inning. A little bit of drama there. It wouldn't be the ninth inning with the Nats without a closer making it interesting. Sean Kelly comes on. I'm trying to pull up the play-by-play as we talk, but once again, it will be just loves putting up videos whenever I push on anything in this. <laughs> but he comes on for his first save opportunity after being named the closer. Strikes out Brandon Phillips, gets a ground out from Jace Peterson. Looks like it's all smooth going there. Starts to struggle to throw strikes. Kurt Suzuki ends up singling. Sharp grounder to left. Uh, Tyler Flowers walks in the next AB. Everyone starts sweating. Visit from a mound and a shoulder rub from uh, Mike Maddox on the mound out there. But he gets <laughs> Ender in Ciarte to pop out to center to end the game. No sweat. Sean Kelly takes over the closing duties and locks up his first save. A little less drama than what we've seen from Trinan, but had to make a sweat, apparently. Well, we, we shouldn't have been worried because it was in Ciarte. We knew he was going to over just like that bump Freeman. So, you know, <laughs> no, no, no threat there in that, that Braves lineup. None whatsoever. Ugh. What do you think of Kelly out there? Are you a little bit happier with him than what we've seen from uh, Blake Trinan so far? Struggled to throw strikes for a little while there. Just couldn't seem to get his slider for a strike, but uh, managed to get the job done in the end. Well, you don't like to see him throwing, uh, getting so far out of his own like he was to, uh, to Flowers. Okay, I was expecting him to get Suzuki out pretty easily. He ran into one and, and got a, a, a nice hard hit through the infield there to to get himself in, uh, get himself a base hit. But the, the walk to Flowers that that just shouldn't have happened. I mean, this this is not not a big home run threat. Um, on the other hand, it, it's just NCRK coming up later. So you know, what what are you worried about? Um, better than uh, than Trinan's recent outings, which which isn't saying a lot. Uh, still not as shut down as you'd like your closer to be if you like closers, which I do not. I've spoken about this at length, and I'm sure I will speak about it at least three more times before the end of this show, but uh, a a decent enough performance. You're Mike Rizzo. You're looking at what's going on here. Got to look at what they're trying to do now with uh, Oliver Perez, who pitched for the first time since April 8th. I had to go and look at that. him and Coda Glover locked down the eighth inning, Sean Kelly in the ninth. You got Blake trying to now back in the mix in the seventh, eighth inning. If they need him, get, go out and get that ground ball. Uh, if you're Mike Rizzo, are, are you on the phone right now trying to lock up another reliever and add someone to this mix? Are you willing to wait it out and see what happens? Since you're probably going to get taken for a lot if you try to trade for someone right now, because everyone knows you're desperate. Uh, and what's supposed to be a tough division, can you wait and see what happens with the bullpen mix they have now? They keep on restating their belief that the core here is good and that they have the stuff to get it done, even if they aren't uh, so far this season or haven't been at least. Well, if 
if you're if you're the Nats, you're going to keep stating that the core is solid right up until the the point where you, where you <laughs> sell the farm system and pay millions of dollars to bring in new people to to beef it up. Um, if I'm Riz, I'm on the phone all the time. Uh, I'm I'm I never stop looking at at other teams' rosters and and seeing you know who's doing what and who's who's good on a team that's not going anywhere. But you know he he's not going to make a move this month or probably even before uh, before the All Star break just because it, it's too expensive now. You got to wait for people yeah. to get out of the running. Uh, you got to let the situation mature a little bit, find someone who's, who's willing to sell at a more reasonable price because that it, Rizzo has shown that he's willing to make moves, but he's, he's only willing to overpay to a certain point. And I think going out and trying to get uh, a, a high leverage reliever now at any price is something that, that Rizzo just isn't going to do. He doesn't, he doesn't really need to. It's painful to watch some of the bullpen performance that we're getting now, but it's not, uh, it's not season-destroying. It's, you know, let's say not the best. You know, it's, it's at some point merely mediocre, but mediocre isn't season-killing. So as long, as long as the Mets keep losing to the Phillies, uh, I, I think uh, we, can, we can hang with the current bullpen configuration. Stress inducing, maybe season killing at this point, no. But just for what it's worth, uh, John Heyman wrote some speculative uh, columns, uh, speculative columns today. If the Nationals do go for someone, he brought up David Robertson of the White Sox again. He hasn't allowed a run in six appearances, five and two thirds, 11 strikeouts, four saves for the Sox, or in a rebuilding period, he notes uh, Trevor Rosenthal with the Cardinals, though he mentions that he's been so good so far this year he doesn't think the Cardinals will deal him he also mentions that the Nationals wouldn't do a trade of Victor Robles for Alex Colomay which as much as I wanted them to get Colomay all winter I'm not sure I'd do that trade either he also mentions uh, Ray's Brad Boxberger who's uh, coming off a lat injury a Scott Boris client so of course everyone thinks that's going to happen but those are some of the options out there if the Nationals do go for that, but I, I tend to agree with you. I don't see them doing it now because they're going to pay a arm and a leg version of prospects if they have to now. But luckily for the Nationals, they're getting solid starts. Steven Strasburg tonight, 5-1, and one, 2-2-9 ERA in his last seven starts versus the Braves after struggling early in his career against Atlanta. Won three straight against the Nats and Ali's rivals. Uh, 0-4-9 ERA in 19 innings over those outings. Uh, gave up two runs and seven innings pitch versus the Phillies last time out. Bases loaded, no outs in the second. Uh, but uh, <laughs> R.A. Dickey, it's a dribbler that brings in a run. 1-1 uh, at that point. Shoestring catch by Harper to end that inning. Uh, in that inning, uh, really nice play by Harper to save some more damage there. Six uh, Ks from the first team, first 13 batters he faced tonight. Double by Brandon Phillips in the fourth. He ends up scoring on a sack fly. Two to one at that point. That's all he gave up though. Seven innings for the fourth straight start. Uh, 103 total pitches. Uh, 10 Ks. Six ground outs on the night. Uh, just look sharp out there. I mean, there there are a few uh, tough periods. I don't know what you want to call them. A few interesting moments there, but 10 Ks on the night, four for four, going seven innings so far. Just exactly what the Nationals need from the starter. Yeah, exactly. A, a couple of walks, which you don't like to see from Strasburg. I mean, this this is a guy who can easily put up 10 Ks and zero or one walks. So two walks, unacceptable 
work on your control, man. But you know, a, a, a great start, and for uh, for a team which certainly has the perception of a shaky bullpen, having them only have to cover two innings, I, I think is a, is a bit of a relief. You know, I was, yeah. I'll admit, I was a little worried when Strauss came back out for the seventh, but you know, he he certainly didn't seem terribly concerned and, and bore right down and got some outs. Uh, he dealt, I, I think, with a plum the situation with the bases loaded there. That was bases loaded, no outs, uh, and he got yeah. out of that with one run coming in. Uh, that was, you know, he, he's showing, I, I think, a, a degree of mental toughness that we haven't given him credit for a lot of times in the past. Has really grown up as a pitcher, and I think pitching from the stretch has done nothing at all to hurt his uh, his command or his velocity, and if it's helping him be more consistent, well, you know, more starts like tonight. I'll I'll, I'll take seven runs and or excuse me, seven innings and two runs uh, any night. If he if he can do that every time, great. With the, yeah, with the caveat that the uh, Fangraphs, uh, I think Dave Cameron over there wrote that the. Uh, velocity is ticking up a little bit this year because they're measuring it at a different point on the way to the plate but he did ding uh, 98 on the radar a few times during this game more than a few times it was pretty regularly getting it up there 96 to 98 most of the start so continues to impress Uh, my favorite strat stat which I'll just mention here with the win tonight Nationals are now 72 and 8 in his starts when he gets three plus runs of support while in the game in his career and that's just absolutely ridiculous so every time I can bring that up and add to it I make sure that I do and speaking of ridiculous <laughs> 42 year old knuckleballer R.A. Dickey on the mound determined to mess up the Nats hitters timing for weeks to come uh, Zimmerman opposite field double to start the second scores on a sack fly by everyone's new favorite player Michael A. Taylor one nothing at that point Two, or, two hits, one earned run, 12 with 13 set down after five innings. Um, Bryce Harper, really big moment of the game, a two-out walk in the sixth, followed by a two-out, two-run home run by Ryan Zimmerman. Do you know what the kids call Ryan Zimmerman, doghouse? I, I believe the kids call him Zim. Uh, and and he, he certainly showed that he is he is not going to put up with and is not fooled by Dickie's nonsense. Uh, there were... There, there were there were some ugly swings coming from the Nats, but uh, Zim's were were classic and beautiful, and sending balls all over the yard, which which is as things should be. And uh, that 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 dinger that he hit was just just lovely. He he managed to pull that actually somewhat left to center instead of hitting it out the other way as he, as he usually does, just as like a little punctuation mark to say, I I I scoff at your slow junk and put it over the wall, ha. You mentioned some, uh, some ugly swings and 12 ground outs from the Nationals. Uh, three hits allowed for Dickey in seven innings. Uh, Zim's two-run home run in the sixth uh, left him two for three, two runs scored at that point. Started the night nine for 31 with a 290 average uh, against uh, Dickey. Uh, two or three hits on the night versus him. Uh, second home run in two nights. Uh, are you starting to believe uh, in Ryan Zimmerman here? Uh, First time since 2009, the Nationals noted on Twitter that he's had five home runs in the month of April, and we still have, what, 11 days to go? How many days are in April? Anyway, impressive start to the season by Ryan Zimmerman, uh, casting a little doubt on the doubters who thought he might have been done. Uh, I just know, you know, as soon as I believe he's going to break my heart, I refuse to believe. I refuse. <laughs> like, the, like the finished taxi driver in Night on Earth. 
<laughs> Jim Jarmusch reference, so unbelievable. Uh, by the way, his last two movies are great. If you haven't seen them, Only Lovers <laughs> Left Alive and, and Patterson. But I digest. Bottom of the sixth inning, uh, walk to Nick Marcakis, uh, Brandon Phillips, low liner to center, Michael A. Taylor with a runner on, all or nothing catch. Makes, I, I don't know how he caught this ball, honestly. It's one of the toughest dives I've ever seen a player have to make coming straight at you, diving forward and pick it off the top of the grass. Uh, Adam Eaton with another play in left. He got handcuffed by a ball, had to switch his glove around at the last second to make it. All or nothing play at that point to uh, Anthony Rendon with a diving play at third. A strong throw to end that inning. Just really good defense behind the Nationals today. And Strasburg got the benefit of most of those. But uh, impressive. Michael A. Taylor probably is the one that stands out. Really good game for Michael A. Taylor. I'd like to see him get in there and have some success. And he did on both ends uh, tonight in Atlanta. Yeah, look at him making contact with a knuckleball for a sack fly and that, that great play selling out there in center field. As, as you pointed out, four great defensive plays tonight. And after that, that game uh, about a week or so ago when we went for the, for the error cycle around the infield, it was nice to see some, uh, a, a whole set of defensive gems. I especially want to point out that play that, that Rendon had where it's, it's a ball – bouncing over the bag into foul territory as it passes the bag. He dives, catches it on the edge of the dirt in foul ground just before the grass, turns around, plants, throws, gets it on the fly to Zim, and beats the runner by like two steps. That was just, I mean, it was a hard hit ball, so, you know, he he had time to make the throw. But, wow, what a fantastic play. That and... The, the the three diving, reaching plays in the in, infield, catching stuff just off the grass with, you know, men on base, runners in scoring position. Uh, a, a lot of runs saved tonight by uh, by uh, some Nats fielding, and it was uh, it was great to see. I'll just note that my favorite part of that uh, infielder error cycle was that Dusty Baker said after the third one he was – thinking hard that he didn't want uh, Stephen Drew to be the fourth person to get an error. And he, he, said, he said afterwards that he believes just thinking about it might have made it happen as he continues to believe the mind can move mountains. And Dusty Baker Dusty is a jinxer. <laughs> he definitely thought he might have made that happen with his mind, which I, I tried my hardest not to laugh at how funny I thought that was in his pregame press conference. But uh, constantly amusing, always insightful. Dusty Baker, I'll have to go see what he had to say about this one afterwards. Let's wrap this up. Nats nightly. Nationals win three to two. We're sponsored by federalbaseball.com. If you consider sponsoring, just doing this for free. Ten and five on the year after the win. On to New York tomorrow night. Let me just pull out the pitching matchup because I didn't look forward. I wanted to get the sweep taken over with before I moved ahead. Roark versus Degrom tomorrow night in City Field. Seven ten start. A little bit earlier for us all. That'll be good for everyone. Nats nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Talk to you tomorrow night, sir. Go Nats.